0: Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com, movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show. It's one of those free-form, no-topic, case-of-the-fuck-arounds episodes, and I'm joined for this very special show by TV's own Rob DiCristino. Hey, Rob. Hey, Patrick. How are we doing?
1: Doing okay. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I want to let you know uh, that I have uh, just signed on uh, to star in The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
0: Is this a real uh, thing?
1: This is a real film. Um, I'm going to star alongside Peter Dinklage. I'm going to play uh, Sigmund uh, Flimflam. Um <laughs> No, but Peter Dinklage, I'm reading, is going to play a character named Casca Highbottom.
0: Dean of the Academy. Oh Jesus! Shut it all down. I thought I wanted to do an episode this week, but it turns out I don't. <laughs> Does it, no, just real
1: quick. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not shitting on the Hunger Games, but I kind of <laughs> did.
0: Anybody,
1: did anybody read that Songbirds and Snakes book? Because it really feels like Lionsgate's just like, so we got this thing, and we really want to hold on to it. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even realize there was another book. There's another book. It's a prequel. Well, of course it is, because that's what we're
0: doing with Game of Thrones, and that's what we're doing yep. with The Hobbit. Do you want to know what the log line is? Of do you course want to hear I it? do. <laughs> of course you do. Uh,
1: years before he would become the tyrannical president of Panem, 18-year-old Coronel Snow, I read that wrong, is the last hope for his fading lineage, a once-proud family that has fallen from grace in post-war capital. With a 10th annual Hunger Games fast approaching, the young Snow is alarmed when he is assigned to mentor Lucy Gray Baird, a girl tribute from the impoverished District 12. But after Lucy Gray, yes, Lucy Gray commands all of Pan Am's attention by defiantly singing during the reaping ceremony, Snow thinks he might be able to turn the odds in their favor. Uniting their instincts for showmanship and newfound political savvy, Snow and Lucy's race against time to survive will ultimately reveal who is a songbird and who is a snake.
0: I hate it uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, One of them being you can't do a prequel that tells the same story as The Hunger Games. (laughs) Like part of the thing about The Hunger Games is, hey, she's the first one to rebel. Right. So you can't say, oh, also there was a rebellion years ago and everybody should have seen this coming.
1: Well, you know, listen. Listen. We don't know if Jennifer Lawrence was a songbird or a snake, and this is going to clear it up. I know it's not about her character, but. Right. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's just one book, though. I think it's just one book, and they're just doing one movie, which is actually kind of a step in the right direction, I think. I'm pretty sure there was just one book. I'll bet it's, it's two movies was...
0: by the time they're done. <laughs> you think so? All right, we'll see. I never we'll even play, saw play those now. two, the last two Hunger Games movies. I saw
1: the second one. I saw Catching Fire. I saw Catching Fire because I really liked that, that book. I thought that was a I thought that was a good book. I did yeah. not like I did not like Mockingjay the book, so I did not see those movies. But they made three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Which you yeah. know hard hard to argue with that. All right, listen, we're gonna fuck around today, but we need to make sure that we're not negative.
0: Oh, good point. Okay?
1: All right, because we got called out before for being negative.
0: Let's try to stay positive let trying right.
1: to stay positive. So would you consider yourself a songbird or a snake?
0: <laughs> Probably a snake. <laughs> I don't know what, which is which I'm not much of a singer, uh, which I guess makes me a snake. I guess so. I don't understand the hunger games universe. But- Are you excited? You're a game of Thrones fan. Are you excited for this prequel show?
1: I, I, I think so. I read, I read, uh, blood, blood and fire or fire and blood, whatever that book was. Um, part one, the history of the Targaryen Kings part one, I think. Um, I, I mean, sure. I, I don't know. I, I'll go back. See, Game of Thrones is one of those shows now where I really will be in the mood to rewatch it. And then I'll go, yeah, but I can't watch the whole thing because it gets so bad. Oh, really? <laughs> I, like, it really shits the bed the last like two seasons because they were going beyond the source material. You know? oh, he, hasn't okay. finished all the, he hasn't finished all the books yet. And so, I mean, maybe Game of Thrones heads out there will disagree with me, but it feels like overwhelmingly a lot of the popular reaction to the last two seasons, three seasons or so were pretty negative, and that's because they were moving past the subject matter. Um, I think the first like three seasons are really strong, though, so I would I would like to go back and rewatch it, and I'm curious to see what they do with this. Um, I read that book, and it was it was more just... It was it was a history book. It was it was basically went through each king from the landing of this and that and uh, goes through all the kings and, and kind of tells about their reign. So maybe it'll be a series of shorter stories. I really haven't read too much about the show. I've just seen the stills. Yeah, you know. I don't
0: I know. I know nothing. And I bailed on the show after a couple of seasons, again, not because it was bad, but because I realized I didn't know what was going on because I was always half watching. I was like working while it was on. And it, you can't right. do that. You have to pay attention yeah you i wasn't have to so yeah so i gave what's up your what's your
1: what's your like go-to like golden age tv show like
0: what's when people
1: say like ah, oh, you know sopranos or you know game of thrones like what's the one that you go like it's this one um i feel like it's the wire or the sopranos yeah yeah it would be it would be I. It, it's up there i think it's definitely one of the hbo shows the wire the Wire, we always joke, is uh, it's, it's the best show. The Wire is the best show. It's not my favorite, but it's the best show. I think right. I'm, a, I'm, a Men, I'm a Mad Men guy. Mad Men um, rules. But, but, I, but I fully accept that the joke is like, The Sopranos crawled so that Mad Men could run. Like That, that, that show doesn't exist without The Sopranos. Yeah. So, um, I'm rewatching The Sopranos now, and I'm kind of like, This show is great, and it builds on everything that Mad Men would eventually perfect.
0: Yeah have you watched um i know this isn't a tv podcast but uh erica and i just finished the eight episode first season of the bear on hulu have you watched it i have not it's amazing the bear it's about a a guy running a restaurant in chicago running like a sandwich shop Oh, okay and it's super good
1: oh the bear okay Hulu. I have Hulu. That's one of the, the few... I got rid of a bunch of streaming services because I wasn't using them, but Hulu was one of the ones that I kept.
0: Nice. Hopefully it doesn't there. follow the traditional FX trajectory of completely shitting the bed a few seasons in and becoming a show that we just hate-watch. Which is <laughs> true is one of season? Rescue Me and Sons of Anarchy yeah. and Nip Tuck, and I want to say there's one more. But all these FX shows that we enjoyed in the beginning became shows that we were hate-watching by the end.
1: I have to check back in on – speaking of FX shows, I have to check back in on Archer. Were you ever an Archer guy? Archer seems a little –
0: I've watched some cynical. of it, and I definitely yeah. enjoyed it, but I, I'm not like caught up or anything.
1: Yeah, I need to check back in on that. And then It's Always Sunny is still going strong.
0: Yeah, very good show. Um,
1: I haven't – the last two or three seasons have felt a little safe to me, but I just think it's remarkable how long that show has gone on and maintained a certain level of quality. Their podcast is really good. I've been watching their – I think they do a video. They do a video podcast. I've been watching that the guys from Always Sunny are doing cool. like are one of those re, one of those rewatch podcasts. It's pretty good.
0: Nice.
1: Those rewatch podcasts are interesting because like sometimes like the Always Sunny one is a good example of one where you're, you're it's clear that these three guys spend a lot of time together and they're really good friends and they are able to talk about things aside from just the show. But then you see some of these rewatch podcasts that started during the pandemic when, like, the actors needed something to do. Yeah. Like, there have been, like, five or six of them that I've tried to listen to. And I've just been like, you guys don't – you got nothing. <laughs> you just do, you're doing <laughs> your best.
0: For the long. Yeah, I listened to a few episodes of The Office one, which I feel like was one of the first. And I just I, – yeah. I bailed on it because I was like, I don't feel like I'm learning anything.
1: I tried the Scrubs one. I tried the New Girl one. I tried a couple other ones, and they're not that great. The Always Sunny one is good because, like I said, they're actually they're actually friends, and right. they actually have stuff that they can talk about. Besides, you know,
0: like oh, on this day it was cold. <laughs> um, hey Rob. The bear. Patrick. You seen anything good lately?
1: <sighs> I haven't seen a ton new. I will say that I've not seen a ton of new things. Um, I did catch up finally, uh, with unbearable weight of massive talent. Okay. Um, which I am probably in the same boat as you, where I liked a lot of the stuff with Pedro Pascal and a lot of the, the, the sort of incidental humor of it. Once it got real plotty, I wasn't mm-hmm. as into it. Right. Um, rewatch the Batman still love that.
0: Yeah, we might be of differing opinions on that one, but yeah, I probably I need to watch it again.
1: And look, I'll tell you this, okay? Cuz I really I've I've really put off. I I I know before the end of the year I want to write about the Batman and I and I need to kind of get my head around what it is because I I understand. It's one of those things where it's like what what is it about this that is really drawing you in and I'm still trying to figure that out. I've seen the movie three or four times and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it is. Um, it's way too long. It doesn't need everything it's got in it. I really don't like Paul Dano very much in it. I really <laughs> think I really think he's doing something that I think he's he's taking an easier route in that performance um, than. Could have. I think he's a good actor and he's got good instincts, and I think he could have done something more interesting with that. And we've talked about this before, but yeah. um, and it goes. There's way too much of him at the end. That whole back half with him is. It's just, it just needs it. It needs. It needs less of that. Um, but there is something about that movie that I just am really, really still just, or just sort of drawn to in a way that I, I think. I think it's my favorite movie of the year right now. Oh, nice. If you had to make a list. Oh is, my god. <laughs> it is July. We'll get back to what I've seen, but it is July. Uh well, it's mid-July. I won't I won't post date this, but it is is it is July. Uh we're halfway through the year, more yeah. than halfway. Yeah. If you had to make, if you had to make a I won't even ask you for a top 10. I'll ask you for a top 5. If you had to make a top 5, could you make a top 5?
0: I could not. Could you make a top 3? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> what movie did you like so far this year? <laughs> uh
0: I liked X. Yeah. And I liked Duel. That's
1: what I i I tried to make a list and I and I looked at it and X was on mine, Duel's on mine, Batman is on mine. Uh I liked Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy was good. Kimmy would be like a nine or a ten on my list if I was making a top ten right now. Like that would be a low, like, hey, this one's good. This yeah. one's worth checking out. Um But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I was even, like, thinking Ambulance might have a spot in my list
0: right now. Sure, yeah. It might end up on mine. It depends on how the rest of the year goes.
1: Yeah, that's one that kind of is sort of, you know, might be in the conversation as something unexpected because that movie is – that movie kind of kicks ass a little bit.
0: Everything really depends on um, the way of water. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) i finally got to see that trailer in a theater uh last week and as it started one of the theater employees came in and started talking to me and i was like motherfucker (laughs) not right now this is a big moment for me (laughs) i've only seen it online so that experience kind of got ruined
1: so it didn't play well for you no 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 what now what if you had to guess What is The Way of
0: Water? I have no idea what to expect from that movie.
1: I like Cameron's whole little tirade he went on the other day about like, look, if you're bitching about two, two and a half hour, three hour movies, then don't come. I don't need your money.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I have no problem with Avatar being three hours, obviously, because I'm excited about it and it's more to love. It's just that like, it's when every movie is that long, like uh, the runtime for, bullet train was released today and it's two and a half hours and i haven't seen bullet train maybe it needs two and a half hours to tell its story but yeah it just feels like every movie is maybe longer than it needs to be as you just said about the batman but i love that you love the batman and i'm excited to read whatever you write about it because i'm trying to find my way in
1: it's It's just one of those things, and I talked about this with Adam when we did our reserve seating where I just i it's the closest to comic book Batman that we've gotten in a movie so far and mm-hmm. and i I understand a lot of people, especially guys my age, grew up on the movies and really love like that that idea of what Batman is, and I totally uh, sympathize with that and I grew up loving you know I love those movies the Keaton movies and Kilmer and all that, but there is just something about the way this movie approaches Batman that I really appreciated um but uh, yeah, no other than that it's mostly been rewatches. I did some comfort rewatching the other night. I was feeling kind of down and I went to my boy Affleck and uh my 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 <laughs> the girl, newly uh, married Affleck. The new yeah, congratulations Ben and Jen. Congrats. Uh, uh, listen, you know, true true love finds a way, right? We 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 it's a long time coming and I hope you guys are happy. Um, but I rewatched The Accountant. <laughs>
0: <yeah>.
1: <laughs> which is the, which is not great.
0: Why was that your go-to Affleck? Oh cuz
1: cause cause Anna's in there too. Oh, that's is. right. And, you know, (laughs) Um, it's not great, obviously. There's too much. There's too much there. Um, But I think there's a there's a sneaky little maybe a little 90 minute thriller in there somewhere. Um, And then I transitioned that I leaped off of that to Simple Favor um, because. I think that might be Paul's best movie.
0: <laughs> Interesting. That's another um, one that that Twitter makes me think I should love and I'm just kind of indifferent no, on. No,
1: you don't have to. It's 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 I like it cuz it's it's got the it's it's just a trashy kind of noir kind of thing and it's yeah. and it's and it, and it gets, you know, it gets in the weeds near the end like a good noir should and um uh I, I think blake lively is incredible in that movie and i just i it's it's just one of those things where i was like i can't defend it i can't really i just i just whatever reason if that's on, i can watch it um No, oh, that's
0: awesome i love when people like things you know
1: yeah it's good when people like this. And you patrick you and i you know for all our negativity uh in recent uh weeks yeah uh we do like things that's why we're here
0: that is true we
1: do like things
0: we do <laughs> i like things um, sometimes
1: i like things sometimes uh yeah no other than that it's just been some some rewatches uh that's about it how about you
0: uh it's interestingly that you did an affleck and you did a lively but you didn't do the town oh shit you're
1: right i should watch the town maybe yeah. i'll watch the town tonight
0: every movie should be as good as the town
1: that's it is the line right every movie should at least be as good as the town that's the it's like that's it we were talking about lengths earlier you know star right. wars star wars is two hours and four minutes long if your movie be as longer than star wars it better need to be uh, <laughs> and every movie should at least be as good as the town
0: I agree. it should uh, and we fucked up because we didn't make john ham a movie star and now he has to do progressive i
1: was i was just i i was almost gonna tweet about this the other day because i saw that ham was uh cast in the fletch reboot
0: yeah that's right which greg matola is doing right
1: yes now i'm no i'm no fletch authority No, i'm not I, either i've not read the books i've seen the first movie i don't think that there was two right yeah there's Fletcher, yeah yeah okay so i didn't see the second one um john ham speaking of madman is one of those guys that i i get so worried about him because he knows he's already done the best thing he'll ever do right and it's like what does he do now what place does he find himself in and i'm curious does he have like the jennifer gardner problem where he just needs better representation <laughs> where people are just like "Well, oh, you're don draper and you basically just do john draper he's really funny like he's great when you when you get him with tina fey when tina fey gives him something to do like on 30 rock or yeah. on uh, kimmy schmidt um i think he's got a lot of range that we're just not tapping into and and i hate to go to bat for a white male movie star but like <laughs> john Hamm really I, he should be a movie star yeah I agree, and i uh, he could be fucking Batman Patrick,
0: well, maybe he just needs to do like character parts and do a lot yeah. of them because, like he's really funny in Bridesmaids in his yeah. limited role uh I think he's really good in Baby driver, he's one of the highlights of that he's, frustrating yep. movie
1: yep movie I still just can't bring myself to love
0: no me either, yep.
1: Aside from aside from all the problematic shit going on in that movie, no, I
0: agree. Even before we knew all the shit, we now yeah, know. I, I just... I, the first time I saw Baby Driver, I was like, "No." Nah.
1: And you, and you're more of a Last Night in Soho guy than I am. I, I am. I really that's another one where I just like I try, I'm trying, I just not, I can't quite get there.
0: I totally get it. I think I part of my love of that movie is that I was so primed to love it. Yeah, based on the trailer and based on. Uh, my Gal Thomason,
1: a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's 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 just it's one of those things where I'm asking myself, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before, but is is for me is Simon Pegg the secret sauce when it comes to Edgar Wright movies? Like, is I just I love that Cornetto trilogy, but then at the same time I love Scott Pilgrim, you know. So it can't just be right the Simon Pegg of it all in terms of co-writing. There's something I think. What I think when 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 Edgar just goes a little bit more. Uh, uh, you know, shout out to our friends at Pure Cinema. When Edgar goes a little sh- Pure Cinema for me, I get a little bit less interested. Sure. I, I I I like I like Edgar Plotty. I don't like him as the last two have been a little bit more about the spectacle and not as much about the the, the story. And I right. think he's a re- he's a really good plot craftsman. I love you know something like Hot Fuzz. Um, so that's just me though.
0: Yeah. Were you a Spaced fan? I love Spaced. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good, yeah.
1: so good, so good, so Brian <laughs> oh, Brian
0: um, what have I seen lately? Well, let's talk about I guess the biggest movie in theaters right now because you were more positive on it than most of what I've seen, and that is Thor, Love, and Thunder, yeah, which I finally saw last week. I took Charlie to see it um. I almost got to see the Avatar trailer in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of in the, like, shrug camp on Thor Love and Thunder. And not that your review was, like, glowingly positive, but you found a lot of nice things to say about it. And then I definitely saw a lot of stuff online, like, this is the worst MCU movie. One critic I know literally said, you're a fucking idiot if you like it. Um
1: that's how from criticism should be.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Should it should it be, be a
1: series of absolutes. right? <laughs> just insults. Yeah. No, I, I always I, I know I get for some reason. I don't know what it is. I just I do tend to get a little bit of pushback when I when I give Marvel movies positive reviews. <laughs> um, and I know I'm pretty I'm you know, I, I understand I do that. And I think with my Thor review, I I, I feel like I tempered it with like, look, this is not you know citizen kane or anything it's not like there's there's some stuff in it that doesn't work there's a lot of the humor doesn't work like i think that Tycho atiti needs to get over taiko atiti like i i i think he's got some great movies I, I love hunt for the water people i love a lot of his work um i i don't know it is a sh- it, i can understand it being a shrug of a movie i just Sorry, I think it's better than Ragnarok. I do. I think it's I think it holds together as okay. a movie. I think it. I think it holds together as a movie better than Ragnarok. And again, I am a plot and theme guy. That's my thing. And I think Ragnarok gets really messy and it gets really self-indulgent in a way that this movie, I think, as I mentioned in my review, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to connect dots between Marvel movies. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I gave Multiverse of Madness a positive review as well. Marvel movies, folks, have always been scattershot messes. Okay. <laughs> the, very, the very first Iron Man was, they shot that movie without a script for the mm-hmm. first like three weeks. Like, we're, let's not pretend like Marvel movies are getting worse. They have always been this way. Are there better ones and worse ones? Absolutely. But they're Big Macs. They taste good for a few minutes and then you forget about them. That's what they're supposed to be. And I'm not saying turn off your brain. I'm not one of those people. I use my brain to have fun, just like you, Pat. (laughs) Um, I just, I found it very, I found it harmless. And I thought it had a little twist of a theme there. I thought it had just enough. It was a little, it, it, it just barely, you know, it was. It skidded on the runway a little bit, but it just barely made
2: it. That's, okay. that's
1: my. That's my thing. I think the first twenty minutes are a mess. I think all that Matt Damon bullshit is just get rid of it. Yeah. But um. But once it. I think once it starts being a story, it's fine. It's just. It's. It's nothing. It's. It's nothing more than that. And and I really like with that and with with multiverse of madness. Like the thing I liked about multiverse of madness is they're just weird now. The Marvel movies are just weird. They're just gonna go out and be weird. You know, like they're just gonna bring in fucking multiverse and they're gonna bring in this and they're bring that and it's gonna go here and it's gonna go there. We have to worry about shield and we don't have to worry about hydro, and we have to worry about this and keeping it grounded and making it cool for the kids who don't want to admit that they like comic books. Everybody likes these movies now, so they don't have to play coy anymore. We can have Loki and WandaVision and all this stuff. They're just they're just going out there. That doesn't mean it's not sanitized and corporatized and all that stuff. It doesn't mean it's not calculated. I'm just saying that I appreciate that. They're just like, fuck it, whatever. We'll just do whatever we're going to do. Yeah. And that's all I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Uh, not
1: enough, not enough Tessa Thompson in that movie folks.
0: Sure. I would agree with that. Um, but what else do you got? They're trying to serve a lot of, you know, they're trying to service a lot of things in the movie and not, not necessarily Marvel things, but you know, lots of characters and storylines and, um. Yeah. yeah. I. You know. If. If I'm gonna watch like a Marvel double. Uh. I'd rather watch Love and Thunder than the Eternals, just because like Love and Thunder is kind of fun, whereas yeah. the Eternals is not. I thought Love and Thunder was like about as good and bad as Multiverse of Madness. It's
1: like a C plus. Right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess. I think it's just because it's 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 become the dominant culture.
1: That's the thing.
0: And so we can't stand for C pluses. You know, it's like it's got to be an A every time, which is not possible. No,
1: it's not. And I'm just in this place. Like, look, I was what? I was 22 when that when Iron Man came out. I was in there day one in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to make an interconnected Marvel universe. How is this going to work? I paid to see the Incredible Hulk in a theater. Like, I've been there since the beginning. And this is my, generationally, this is like, okay, this is my thing. This is, you know, and all these years later, I'm sitting here and I'm going, I don't think they're any worse than they were before. I think they've they've always kind of been like this. And I think maybe some guys who are very loud on the internet and are around my age are feeling the years a little bit. And go oh, it's not like it used to be. I, well, I, I just I've seen a lot of that online, and I just disagree
0: with it. The element of novelty has worn off. Yeah, and so and the movies aren't really interested in sort of reinventing themselves because you had everything building up to the Avengers, and that was new because nobody had ever done that before. And then right. you had everything building up to Infinity War. And that was new because nobody had ever really done that on that scale before. Marvel was really doubling down on what it had done before and involving way more huge characters and huge IPs and insane amounts of stars. I mean, you think about like that funeral shot at the end of um, Endgame, and it's just like, look at how many famous people are in this shit.
1: Which I still don't believe is real. They They claim that it is, but right. They claim that it's real, but they're full of shit.
0: Right. Well, now they're, Um, now they're being transparent about, we shot that in a Best Buy parking lot. Like, yeah, no shit. That's why your movie looks like garbage. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: We know guys. We We could tell. Um, anyway, sorry. But so they just feel maybe a little bit directionless now, or there's no element of surprise. Yeah. And I saw an interesting Twitter conversation today. Um, um, where people were talking about, you know, one of the reasons that Marvel feels disappointing now or what they don't get is that there's no spectacle to their movies. Something like Avatar offers spectacle. Something like Top Gun Maverick offers spectacle. And when you're the dominant blockbuster of the culture, um, you know, is there a holy shit moment in Thor Love and Thunder? Like, no. You know, there's I mean, it- sort of one in Multiverse of Madness because the fight with the music notes... It's right. like pretty cool, but it's very short.
1: Yeah, it's not long enough.
0: Um, but I for think – oh, go ahead.
1: No, I'm sorry. I just – I would say Love, Love and Thunder wants it to be the Jane Foster reveal, but it's just not no. – it doesn't have any gravity to it. Yeah.
0: No, and it's baked into all the marketing.
1: <laughs> so would you – so we were looking at this as – because I've been reading a bunch of those too, those think pieces that are like, Marvel needs to figure out what phase whatever four is. Where it's going, what it's doing, what it's building toward, what the larger plot is going to be. And that, to me, caught me off guard because I guess I underestimated, and I shouldn't have, but I guess I underestimated how much of the Marvel love was people who did not grow up reading comic books uh, receiving media or ingesting media that was interconnected in this way. Where there was this, and it this leads to this, and this builds to this, and this goes to this, and I think maybe I underestimated how important that was to people because to me, I like that a lot of these movies are those, these newer movies are sort of just their own stories, like this just this happens over here, or this happens over here, not everything has to build to something else, but I do th- it does seem like you're right you now based on what you said about like that there is it is directionless, and that that seems to be an element that people are missing that this doesn't feel as. Okay, this step leads to this step, which leads to this and this reveal and this character. You got to stay for the credits because you see, you know, you see this and that'll set up the next thing. And and I think I personally just for me, I just underrated that as a thing that people really cared about. And this apparently is something that, you know, people are really missing. So I can understand that.
0: I'm annoyed by the post credits scene now where it just like introduces a character that we're supposed to be like ooh yay or an actor playing that character that we're supposed to be excited about and that's as far as it goes but th- i think thor love and thunder has one of the worst and i'm talking about the second post-credits scene oh uh, yeah oh my gosh
1: i you know that movie whatever i i think i think i i i think i think the multiverse of madness one is worse.
0: Honestly, they both look like such shit, too. And the Multiverse of Madness one just completely undercuts
1: and what was that? the
0: smash cut ending like
1: it does the it does the mid credit scene and then the very next one is just <laughs> right. a different version of it and i'm yeah. like wait and then they throw Charlize at me and i'm like wait 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 right. what's happening here and i'm happy to see clea like if you you know i don't even read know Do-
0: clea and i used to read, read comics so
1: doctor clea is doctor strange's sorceress girlfriend she leads she's like his catwoman like she leads oh, okay. him on all kinds of adventures and shit so i saw her and i'm like oh shit, it's Clea, that's cool, we finally let go of this idea that he and Rachel McAdams had the great romance of the 21st century.
0: <laughs> we
1: stop bullshitting ourselves no, with that. No, come department. on, that movie has
0: a great theme. Am I happy?
1: <laughs> and you <laughs> just
0: repeat it a few times and then they're like, that's the theme of the movie. I'm being negative, I don't mean to be... They
1: have the, they have the post-it note uh, uh, sketch comedy writers approach the theme where it's just like, well, put the we've got this post-it note at the beginning in the first act. Right. The theme will be... Uh, Is he happy or the theme will be Thor is closed off and doesn't uh, doesn't care for folks. And then they write the rest of the movie and then they get and they go and they look back at the first thing and they're like, oh, shit, we've still got some post-it notes left over here. What does it say? (laughs) Uh, All right. Put a line at the end about that. It's like, yeah, but his character doesn't really. I said, put a line about that at the end (laughs) and that will shut up guys like me who (sighs) care about that shit i'm like "Eh." ah, then at the end you know it comes to a conclusion i'm like oh yeah i guess that was the theme of the movie sure i forgot about i forgot about that (laughs) oh it's love and thunder that little girl she's really important to the plot right we built when did we (laughs) we built their relationship we built thor's relationship with the little girl out through the whole movie
0: did I miss whatever? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I missed the part where Gore the God Butcher got to make a wish. <laughs> like, yeah. was well, that that's... established that well, he? he appro-
1: could... Yeah, they they discover on the David Lynch planet on the Eraserhead planet okay, that that's uh, right. That's right. That uh, he wants to open the door. Or no, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, racist Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Not racist. We're we're taking the piss out of the movie. I didn't hate this movie. I wrote a positive review. You can go read it. But, um, yeah, no. He tells them that he's trying to open the door to eternity, and then that Natalie right. Natalie Portman figures out that that the Thor's hammer girlfriend or his uh, axe girlfriend uh, is uh, or boyfriend or they friend whatever uh, is, uh, is 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 going to be the thing that opens the door, and that yes, he gets to make a wish, and his wish will be, uh, kill all the gods. But then Thor appeals to him at the end of the movie and says right. that he should choose love instead. Right. Uh, because he's learned this on his journey with the Screaming Goats.
0: So I literally went to refill my son's drink and came back during the Eraserhead scene. And so yeah. I probably missed that important piece of information because at the end when he was like making a wish on a mirror, I was <laughs> like, wait, are we literally just inventing rules now? Like where you can... did we?" He- Give kids the power of Thor and whatever. Um, I enjoy he should have
1: he should have went on TV and said that he renounces his wish. <laughs>
0: oh God, I renounce my wish. Uh, there's a movie with problems. Um, I enjoy watching Chris Hemsworth play that character. Yes Natalie Portman seems to be having a good time. yeah., but uh, I was not hurt, you know, like my life will continue. <laughs> yes <laughs> was... you,
1: you you can look at that and say, there is a film. Right. There is a there is a Thor film, right? That's all we need, folks. Doesn't got to be any more complicated than that. No, no. It could be better. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying, right? If we temper our expectations for the world around us, as I have come to do in the last two years or so, we say Thor: Love and Thunder. It's not hurting anybody. And if you just, I don't know. But but again, Patrick, you know, we could say, well, that's there's great stuff coming out that people aren't watching. Instead. But we could not make a top five list. No, that
0: is true. Um, and again, which I'm not saying
1: excuses it. That doesn't right. excuse it.
0: And and I think that has everything to do with me and not necessarily the movies, because I know there are people who could enthusiastically make a right. top five right now. And Top Gun Maverick would be on it and Ambulance would be on it. And there. that's not to say that those people are wrong. I just didn't like those movies as much as some other people. So I take the blame for not liking more stuff this year
1: speaking of which we think of that monsters trailer patrick you oh talk i'm about the monsters? So
0: glad you brought that up let's talk about the monsters sure
1: um go ahead here's your shot buddy go ahead i have no i have zero dog in this fight but i was so excited to hear what your take was going to be so go ahead
0: i i wish it looked like a movie and it doesn't um it really does look like a lot of people compared it to like a six flag commercial or a root beer commercial and those people are not wrong it looks like he shot it on his phone yeah again it's not maybe it's gonna look different when it comes out maybe it's gonna look more like a movie to netflix when it comes to netflix now, which is fine. Rob Zombie hasn't had a an, an actual theatrical release since like Lords of Salem, and even that was very, very limited. But 31 and Three From Hell both did like Kevin Smith style Fathom events. Yeah. And then went to like VOD or Shudder. Lords of Salem is good. Lords of Salem is really
1: good. I really like that movie. I think that's my favorite my favorite zombie. It's like mine Hell. as well. Alright, um, so so I've heard some rumblings online yeah. that and this is all just online rumblings. <laughs> do you think there's any truth to the idea that he shot it for black and white, and then they bailed on that? Because that would explain some of the sort of yeah. saturation and some of the the color palette things. Do you think? Do you think that's possible,
0: or do you it, think that's? Do just... I think it's possible? Yes. Okay. Um, I couldn't say that it's
1: because you Ooh. have to. I mean, when you shoot black and white, you have to light differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it looks it kind of looks like he might have sh- some of it looks like he might have shot it for black and white. And 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 again, I, this is all just, just nonsense I've heard on Twitter. And just but I just I was I saw that and I said, well, that's possible.
0: It's absolutely possible. I don't mind the saturation. For me, it's all about like the film stock and that this looks like yeah. it was shot on cheap video. It looks kind of like a porn parody instead of like a movie. And I wanted it to look more like a movie. But again, when it comes to Netflix, maybe it's going to look different. I'm a little bummed, you know, that it's going to Netflix, which means no physical release, which means no, like, alternate black and white cut. If that were the case, that he had shot it for black and white, a physical release might include that version. And Netflix just isn't going to do that. Um, They'll allow David Fincher to go black and white for Mank classic film classic classic fincher
1: now does netflix put anything out on physical media their
0: stuff has gone to criterion that's right uh, i have the irish i have the irishman
1: blu-ray right i'm thinking they put stranger things out right? they
0: did uh it was like a target oh, exclusive though marriage story criterion again oh and roma roma criterion, criterion. again
1: yeah you're right look at that
0: Oakja criterion. Oakja criterion.
1: Hey, how about that Lost Highway criterion?
0: This is another conversation that we got to get to. Yep. Right. Let's we're still that. talking about the monsters. Let's so do we got to talk criterion releases. We got to talk Paul Verhoeven. Oh. Because today's yes. his birthday. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. But we're still talking about the motherfucking monsters. Um, I'm pretty sure we're still talking about what
1: you've seen lately, but that's all right. We'll come back to
0: this. <laughs> I, I really but, could correct. only otherwise talk about The Dirt, the Motley yeah. Crue movie, because I definitely rewatched that.
1: You know uh Motley Crew is Nikki Six, right?
0: Uh he's in it. He's I, in Motley- I wouldn't I say it is <laughs> Nikki Six. Sorry. Let's not. My mom Let's not understate the uh yeah, I'm sorry. Con- I'm sorry. contributions I, of Mick Mars and Tommy Lee.
1: Scratch that, reverse it. What I meant to say was that he's in that band. And he my is, mom
0: yeah. rec- oh, my mom always
1: recommends his autobiography to me. I believe it's called is it "Heroin Diaries" or something like that? My I mom mean, loves probably.
0: He my mom loves, loves rock
1: star. My mom loves rock star autobiographies,
0: uh, and she told me that one was good. Um, keep uh, me to uh, read it. Does she like rock music, or just it is? Oh, called, she does. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is called "The Heroin Diaries." I've heard good things from my mom. A year in the life of a shattered rock star.
1: Who says I'm very handsome?
0: It's sixty-two dollars in hardcover. Ooh. Because now I want to read it, although if it's anything like The Dirt, it's going to be tedious because it's just stories of getting high and very little about, like, making music.
1: Well, to be fair, if I was going into a book called The Heroin Diaries and yeah. expecting to read something else besides stories about True. getting True. Not wrong. I will ask my mom to mail you her copy. So you All can
0: right, thank it. you. This helps out a lot
1: it looks like they do a lot of tv show getting back to netflix so it looks like they put a lot of their tv shows out on disc in yeah, like oranges the other new black countries. came
0: out uh, a couple seasons of oranges the new black came out maybe the like the first two and the first Who, two seasons of stranger things but not a lot of their movies too
1: it looks like a lot of the, yeah cuz a lot of their stuff is like bbc will put out their their british shows hulu seems a little better i had i had to, i imported a german blu-ray of palm springs i think oh. there is a palm spring because i remember because i was really adamant about getting palm springs on disc and, yeah. and that's not out in in the u.s but there is a i did import one
0: um but will there be a blu-ray of that ben affleck on a de armas movie
1: say i don't think there will
0: i couldn't even tell you the title of it right now deep water thank you deep water um, you know what's good and on hulu right now speaking of what i've seen lately the princess is it good it's very enjoyable, I um, want
1: to watch it. I got a screener for it, and I ignored it because people, i the first couple of reviews I read were negative.
0: Oh, those people are entitled to their opinion uh but <laughs> I, <laughs> I disagree with said opinions it's it's you get to watch Joey King fuck a bunch of people up and like that's what i that's what I heard and I thought, how could this be
1: bad? and then I heard it was bad, and I was like,, All right, that's well.
0: literally what the movie is uh I'm definitely gonna watch it then. I saw it. I've seen it called "The Raid in Reverse" because she's fighting her way down a tower. Down, not okay. wrong. Uh, as a Joey King fan, I enjoyed it. Uh, the action is very well done. You can see that she is performing a lot of the action herself, which makes a huge difference. It I, does. I was I'm a fan.
1: To... So speaking of Joey King,
0: always. You know,
1: if we're if we're talking Joey King, you know yeah. we gotta talk.
0: Uh, kissing. But him? we got.
1: We gotta talk kissing
0: booth. <laughs> I Wasn't sure if you were gonna say wish upon, but I'm down to talk kissing booth.
1: Now we're gonna get a kissing booth three.
0: Yeah, I never saw. Oh, no, it we two. have
1: we have kissing booth three already. The I'm trilogy, sorry.
0: the trilogy is complete.
1: The trilogy is now. Well, that get a Criterion release.
0: I hope so. Like, uh, kind of like a box set, like the before series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the before series for this generation
1: of our time. Yeah, it's zoomer. It's zoomer's before. Um, yep if you had to guess, what do you think the kissing booth three is about? Because I'm looking at the poster right now. It says the end of an era, 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 the beginning of
0: everything else. I I I see. Have you seen any of the kissing booth movies?
1: Yeah, I saw the first one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm laughing because I'm looking at the poster and both of the boys next to Joey King on yeah. the poster look a lot like Joey King.
0: <laughs> they seem to all have the same styles. Um, Does she end very, up with the other brother in this one? Because then I'll watch it because she ends up with a sociopath in the first movie.
1: Very popular, these films. I have this book, by
0: the way. The Kissing Booth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have the book. All great movies it. are based on books.
1: They're all based on books, right? I have, I have like, like where the dads go, or where where they where they sing. Another movie you um, liked
0: more than most people. I, I guess I liked it. Well, did my review did my review, did, <laughs> did you my review nice suggest things, I liked it? <laughs> you found nice things to say about it. How's that?
1: I did. I tried. Yes, I tried, I tried my best. Listen, folks, let me tell you something about trying to write a review of a movie. <laughs> you need column inches you got to yep. fill your review yep. with stuff you can't just tweet a line right and that's it you have to you have a thesis you have to come up with something to say so you have to sit and think and think about what you're going to say about the movie and sometimes things slip through that are a little bit more generous no
0: that movie blows <laughs> <laughs> i would not have gotten the impression that it blows from your review it didn't make me want to see it because no. that 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 movie or that fucking Hunger Games movie that you talked about at the beginning of the show like there's something um, it's like a weight lifting off my shoulders when I see a poster <laughs> or a trailer for something that I know I never have to see you
1: never have to see it. it's
0: like when Criterion uh, and I'm not just segueing into Criterion but like no, no. when they announce their shit and you're like I don't have to buy any of those there's something yeah. freeing about that because you're like oh thank goodness a month off from needing to buy any Criterion's <sighs>
1: which ones aren't you buying let's talk upcoming criterions
0: uh it's not that, we got the act we got
1: yeah the october the, the october
0: things were announced today i've never seen arsenic and old lace but i do love carrie grant so part of me is like mm-hmm. I, I don't have to just blind buy it i just need to see arsenic and old lace basically um
1: you recommended la Rona to me
0: i believe did i really I th- or Is that me? Did <laughs> because you that movie? they announced it today, and I was like, I've never seen that, but okay, I think maybe, I have.
1: Maybe either. See, this is the problem. is You either recommended it to me, or I heard somebody else talk about it on a podcast and decided that that was a conversation with me. Um, Eve's Bayou?
0: I'm excited about Eve's Bayou. I feel like that and Lost Highway are the two that I need to... How do you spell... Okay, La Llorona.
1: C-R-I-T-E-R.
0: <laughs> okay, I have logged Eves, or not Eves by La Llorona. So I've yes. seen it. Okay. I have no memory it, of having seen it.
1: It may have been you that, well, apparently Criterion <laughs> thinks you need to. All right, let's talk Lost Highway. So let's look at the disc. Now, the best Ooh. is, right now, the best we have is the Kino release, right? Was that a Kino? Yes, it was. Okay. Did you look at the bonus features here and see if there's anything actually different, or is Criterion just picking up on...
0: I don't like... think there's anything new and I saw some people tweeting disappointed reactions that there weren't more and or better special features. But for okay. me, I'm just like I barely have time to get to special features anymore. So I'm just excited to have that movie in four K.
1: Yeah, so that I think that the the appeal of that is going to be the four K. Now that's the four k d didn't they just show a restoration of this or am I thinking of a different lunch movie?
0: They did too. They did uh Lost Highway and the oh, Inland Inland Empire, Empire, right? Yeah. Yes,
1: they did Inland Empire. Okay. So I'm
0: guessing that's coming down the pike, but uh
1: Lost Highway is going to look really good in 4K.
0: Lost Highway is my favorite David Lynch. Ooh. I Ooh. I waver at times because uh, sometimes I think it's Mulholland Drive. Like, I think Mulholland yeah. Drive might be his best movie.
1: I think, yeah. I think that's easily his best movie.
0: But Lost Highway is my favorite if I'm Is that because it's – Well, I mean, is it,
1: is it the Pullman of it all?
0: It's the Pullman. It's the Arquette. It's the yeah. – It's the – Darkness of it. it um, it's. A, I mean, it's it's a, it's a grotier Mulholland Drive,
1: basically. I mean, it's a it's a it's a more kind of grungy approach. Yeah, it's a very similar story, you know. Not similar, but in a David Lynch way.
0: Similar. Mulholland Drive helped me unlock Lost Highway.
1: Yes, I think that's a good way to look
0: at. It. Lost Highway made me lose sleep because I was trying to figure it out because I didn't hear that O.J. quote when I first saw it. Right, And I bought an issue of Wrapped in Plastic, like hoping to figure it out. And that didn't help me because, of course, he's never going to say what it is. It wasn't until years later that I heard the OJ quote. But seeing Mulholland Drive, then I was like, oh, he's playing this game again.
1: God, that's a good movie. I should rewatch Mulholland Drive, too. Right after The Princess.
0: (laughs) Right after Kissing Booth 3.
1: And then Lost Highway. And then, all right. So, okay.
0: Lost Highway fucking rules.
1: That's what I meant before, by the way, not Mahal
0: drive I, I rewatched I rewatched Mahal Drive a ton. Um,
1: all right, 4K digital restoration. You, you're still not? Are you still? You're not a 4K guy yet, right? I am. I am. Oh, you are a 4K guy now. Okay.
0: Yeah, we got a new TV in January that's 4K capable, and uh, we bought a new player. I am being very, very good about not rebuying stuff that we already own.
1: That was my next question: Is are you upgrading or are you buying new? I TV?
0: will make the exception for Lost Highway, for sure. I have not yet made the exception for Mulholland Drive.
1: Yeah. Not a four K guy yet. I'm I'm I don't know why I'm resisting. I just I mean, obviously just money. <laughs> but yeah. also also just I just I don't know why. I wanna get to the final physical release. <laughs> I wanna get to the final right. one. Because it's gotta be coming up,
0: right? To be honest, I don't see that significant a difference like we went 4k because it was time to upgrade our tv our tv was like 12 years old and it was starting to go and it was like we need a new tv let's just get one that's 4k capable
2: yeah.
0: um but one of the reasons that i'm not upgrading shit i own to 4k is a money obviously and b because i just don't think there's that it's it's not a significant enough leap from right blu-ray to 4k for me a lot of people would disagree with me
1: and I'm very much in the same boat. I'm also not set up with the, the kind of like the, the, the T I think so much of it is your TV is your lighting settings. It's the room around you, you yeah. know, like you've got like, for example, your basement, right. Is very conducive to showing a high definition image because you've got, you know, great space down there. There's no light down there coming in through windows and things like that. All that stuff, you know, would be very, you know, conducive to that situation. Um, for me, not so much. So I'm kind of like, do I bother with that right now before right. I have that kind of space, you know, and by then it's 8K, you know, and then, <laughs> I'm, play, and then I'm playing catch up. But um, no, really cool to see. Did something fall through? Because Lynch had, um, I know, was it a problem with the distributor? What kept Lost Highway off Criterion for so long? Oh,
2: I'm, trying to
1: remember. I'm trying to remember who put that out because the only thing we don't have now in the Criterion collection is
0: Wild at we Heart. Have,
1: we don't have Straight Story, we don't have Wild at Heart.
0: And Inland Empire.
1: And Inland Empire, right. Inland Empire is a who took that
0: out? Can't love. Um there is no domestic Blu ray. I have a UK Blu ray.
1: Yeah, I have a I have whatever import Blu ray too as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, here's a great example. Sound of Metal. So again a Hulu movie, right?
0: Uh Amazon Prime.
1: Didn't Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime entering the Criterion Collection as yeah, well.
0: Yeah.
1: I need I need to rewatch that one. That one should have been on my list in twenty twenty. I underrated that movie. I should have gone back and I rewatched it in the last like year and I was like, oh, that should have been on my list.
0: That movie's good. It is good. Um Will the Monsters join the Criterion Collection, I guess is the question. I hope And the so. question becomes will the
1: black and white cut go to right. the Criterion Collection? Right. Right. And and we'll will will get a four K release
0: and what will okay those crazy colors look like in 4k. I just have no idea what to expect from it because it's so different from what else Rob Zombie has done. I appreciate that he's remaining faithful based on the trailer to the spirit of the show, which I've been rewatching for a piece that I hope to write. Um, and didn't like decide to like Rob Zombie it up, you know, like I'm going to do my right. fucked up version of the monsters. Like, no, he's just doing the monsters. And cast it with all his friends. And uh, again, as a Rob Zombie fan, I'm super excited about it. The trailer didn't necessarily fill me with confidence, but it's just a trailer. Yeah. Um
1: and we under and we understand, folks, the aesthetics that he's going for. We understand that it's camp. We understand, like, I've seen a lot of the the the, the Twitter cycle was very fast. It, it seemed to happen within like eight hours. Yeah, where it was like there was the reaction and there was the overreaction and then there was the pushback and then there was the apology for the pushback and then there was the reevaluation of the pushback with the new conclusion, you know, and all that. <laughs> and like we that whole cycle that we get for everything we see. You know, is is we, we understand we understand what he's going for. We understand that it's supposed to look like shit, or that he's trying to make it look this way for a reason, or that in context it will make more sense, but right now it looks like uh Verotica.
0: A little bit, yeah. Um But again, I, I'm just as irritated with, you know, the, the overly dismissive like Again, I saw a tweet from somebody who said something along the lines of like, wait, did we ever expect Rob Zombie to make a good movie? And it's like, well, that's oh. fucking bullshit.
1: Yeah. And you're just speaking
0: Bob in us. absolutes and it's exhausting, you know, and this is from a a respected film critic. And it's yeah, just like, just... have room in your life for more than just <sighs> whatever. Anyway, you know, what I, you, know what <laughs> my, you
1: know, what I think my second favorite Rob Zombie movie, I think.
0: After Lords of Salem, is it Halloween 2? I think it's Halloween 2. It should be.
1: That movie is fucking good.
0: Yes, it is. I really,
1: really like his Halloween 2. As do I. I was just thinking about what if there was like a white horse in the monsters? Like, what if it just showed Bring up? Bring it back.
0: Know? Bring it back. Make Bring it part it of the zombie extended universe. Ah. <sighs> I don't know.
1: How does how do the mon- how does the monsters hold up? By the way, do you did, you did you you said
0: you're rewatching it? Yeah, I mean it's one joke basically, <laughs> which is like they're monsters and people are afraid of them and they're oblivious, right? And that's which the is, joke of the monsters,
1: which is kind of the joke of the Brady Bunch movie, right? Right. Remember the Brady Bunch movie? Yeah. Right.
0: That was fun. Um. So it you know holds I... up fine. Like I loved it as a kid because hey, it's monsters, and I couldn't get monsters anywhere and these were monsters that were being shown on my tv so of course i fell in love with it uh as an adult you know like i have much greater access to monsters whether it's streaming or in my collection or wherever i want to go um we're talking to me right right exactly uh, so, uh, you know, some of that has worn off and I'm able to see, but it's charming and I enjoy it. Did you see, I guess,
1: all right. Would you have seen, but you would have you been able to see 3000 years of longing yet? I have not seen it. Oh, okay. I'm I trying know to know if I'm going to,
0: based I on your review, I, which well, again see, my, was my not reviews... entirely negative, but as you described yeah. the premise, part of me was like, I don't need to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Again, my review's notoriously unreliable and I accept <laughs> that. Um I will may I will say with this one though, the first two thirds of it are, are strong and the back the back third is not so strong. But um I was thinking about George Miller and I'm thinking about what where his his critical cause I've seen some some reevaluation of Mad Max Fury Road recently. Yeah. Um in terms of that one not being uh quite as groundbreaking as as uh many thought it to be and that's not to say that if you don't like that movie there's anything wrong with that i just was interested in in seeing how this will play given the length of time since his last movie um and the sort of cultural impact that his last movie had
0: yeah i mean i feel like i need to see it because it's george miller but there's very little that makes me want to see it if that makes sense um, yeah, sure. do we need to reevaluate every movie is it just well, then, we just need the content because but
1: then what else do we do with Twitter? <laughs> like what else is there? No, I genuinely will take like it's really funny and I'm sure you, you've done this too where I'll take like three days and I just won't look at it. And like real things will happen in my life, like important things, things that make me happy, things that make me sad. I'll go through the, you know, the entire emotional spectrum of life <laughs> and then I'll and then I'll open up my phone. Like I'll just be like sitting idly. And I'll open up my phone and I'll see people like arguing about the cinematography of the monsters and I go like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what this is. This is my little (laughs) – this is that little thing I open in my hand when I want to be sad.
0: Even when I open Twitter, which I do a lot less these days, um, it's not unusual for me to tap out about 10 tweets in. Like I'm amazed and, and, at people's ability to scroll their timeline because I I make it about ten tweets and then I have to jump out.
1: And and it is I mean, there you know, we've talked about you know, we as a culture, I mean, have talked about Doom Scrolling of the idea of like literally getting a dopamine rush from like scrolling through and looking at you know negativity and yeah. like looking for something to make you angry and looking yeah. for something to, to get you know and that's that's what these all these you know all social media basically thrives on you know and that's and that's fine that's basic human psychology and we understand that and all that but like I do I, I will sit there and, and sometimes what I what I've noticed about myself and and and, and credit to wherever credits do I have no idea I tend not to see the thing I see the reactions to the thing yes and then I'll go dig and and then I'll go digging and looking for the thing yeah and that's that's when I stop myself and go, wait, what am I doing? Why I'm I'm seeing other people get angry about something and then I'm going to look to see what made them. Act. Why would I do that to myself?
0: I did it. Today. Why don't I just
1: why don't I just turn off my phone and go read a book or something like, <laughs> and, and, and be happy? Like, why do I do this?
0: Um, yeah, I just did it today because I saw people reacting to this new HBO show created by sam levinson and the weekend i already forgot what it's called but
1: no idea they me.
0: were they were very mad about it and i was like well there's a trailer so i had to look for the trailer and watched it it stars lily rose depp oh, ah. Fuck, we didn't talk about clerks 3 anyway um Damn. and it's created by sam levinson who everybody hates even though everybody watches euphoria mm.
1: did you know that uh, there's a lot of hollywood nepotism on that show patrick did wait you a know second that- like a lot of kids of Hollywood, like they just apparently get to do like whatever they want and they get to like have their own shows even though they didn't like earn it. Did you know about uh,
0: this? I have heard one or two things about that. Um, So I did go and watch think? the trailer for the show and it looks like something I probably am not going <laughs> to watch. Once again. Which is fine. Right. It. It's like, hey, that doesn't look like it's for me. Cool. I think that's not for me. Hey, um,
1: Dune, Dune 2 has started production.
0: Yes. And in case you weren't excited enough, they added Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Somebody's reading Rob's diary. Finally, someone's reading my diary. How can we make. Oh, it's called The Idol. I'm sorry.
1: The Idol. Yeah. I D L E or I D O L?
0: I D O L. Okay. Co created by The Weeknd. Okay. Well, and I believe co starring be. The Weeknd as well.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Uncut Gems the weekend. Is he in Uncut Gems?
0: Yeah. He oh, that's die. right. Remember? I've only remember. seen it once, but now I remember.
1: You should see that movie more times. That's a good movie.
0: It is a good movie.
1: I liked but it, it when I saw it. But it does make you sad. Uh, hey, by the way, Thor: Love and Thunder has crossed half a billion dollars, Patrick. So I think most people disagree with you. I think most people rate it a lot higher than what did we say? C plus. C plus. Yeah. C plus. Yeah. All right. Thor love and thunder or top gun Maverick. Time to throw down
0: top gun Maverick,
1: top gun Maverick or the Batman
0: top gun Maverick.
1: So what you're saying is it's the best movie of the year.
0: <laughs> basically, basically, no, there's just some stuff in there that I wasn't crazy about and we've already All talked right. about it, but guess we have again, I get that. Like, it's a good movie. It just pushed some buttons for me that I was like, no, that didn't work for me. But I recognize that it's a good movie, and again, offers me things that I hadn't seen in a movie before,
1: which is sometimes fun,
0: right? I'll up about Clerks Three. Yes, so you're a big Kevin Smith guy. I am. For, for some reason, for reasons, <laughs>
1: for reasons, passing understanding. No,
0: I, you know, I was I a big Kevin Smith guy. I'm not as much anymore. Even though I will still gladly see everything he puts out. 100%. Um, I watched the trailer for Clerks 3 again. I was a little disappointed that he and Rob Zombie have gone this this Fathom Events route. Rob Zombie now skipping that too and just going, yeah. right, to going Netflix, right to Netflix. Which is fine because originally it was just going to be Peacock anyway. So it's just yeah. a different, it's just a streaming service that more people have. So more people will be able to see it and shit on it. Um, What did you think of the Clerks 3 trailer?
1: I... Liked that premise a lot when it was Zach and Mary make a porno.
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the trailer and I went, Kevin, you did this already. He kind of did. It's the last 15 minutes of Clerks 2 and Zach and Mary make a porno.
1: And I was thinking to myself, listen, all of his movies for the last 15 years have been these sort of autobiographical. This is where I am in my life. I am so heavily invested in my legacy and writing my own legacy and 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 talking about my legacy and all that and
0: except for one movie
1: except for tusk
0: that's right baby
1: tusk fox you know what's great (laughs) tusk Tusk and our podcast on tusk tusk or top gun maverick
0: oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) tusk or the ballad of songbirds and snakes (laughs) Yeah, watch Tusk and listen to our podcast about Tusk. No, I um you know, look, I, again, I'm going to see it obviously. I'm excited that he made a movie. I I I, uh, <laughs> I I it's one of those things where I'm just like it doesn't really matter what it is. It really doesn't. Like I went I saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That movie's not very good, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith's making a movie. It's a party. His friends are going to be in it. I'm going to be, you know, it's the original marvel universe it's 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 you know it's hey look it's jason lee as banky or you know whatever and it's like i don't know i do have that little thing in my brain that will go okay i these are the things i like and and so i'm glad to see them again and i think it's just that you know we've talked about this at length before but with smith and his you know he's a jersey guy you know i i can i'm He's a Jersey guy, yeah. Uh, And he's, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of that East Coast Catholic, like, I need to constantly evaluate myself and what I'm doing and feel guilt and shame and some mix of pride for the things that I'm doing. And I understand his whole thing. I really don't think his whole, like, I'm going to go on stage and talk about myself for 4 hours is is necessarily about ego. I think it's about sort of reckoning with himself and trying to understand his greater legacy and how he got put in this position where he's of a generation with Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino <laughs> and not a quarter of the filmmaker that they are, you know, and I think he's always been very upfront about that. Um he had a heart attack and he decided he wanted to write a movie about having a heart attack and that trailer is what it is uh i'm gonna see the movie but again one of the things i did like about zach and mary make a porno um a movie i've not watched in a long time and, and remember defending uh but also recognizing that it was like kevin smith trying to like tattletale on judd apatow a little bit hmm. and be like i did this first um the things i did like about that was the was the whole let's make a movie uh right, element right. and that i saw in this trailer as well which didn't read as sincere to me i don't know
0: yeah i'm going to see it as well um i knew that the premise had to do with randall having a heart attack and i was like okay i get that that's kevin smith working through his own right. life experience i didn't know that it was going to inspire randall to make a movie yeah, until i, I didn't saw know that the trailer <laughs> and i did deflate a little bit because as you said it's the already the premise of one of his movies from not too long ago um 2011? but i also understand you know again if kevin smith is one of your guys then uh, the same way that like i'm excited about the Munsters because rob zombie is one of my guys um, and it's like him making a movie and fucking around with his friends like that's yeah. exactly what Clerks 3 is going to be and there's going to be lots of callbacks to Clerks Brian O'Halloran got a paycheck. You know, there's reasons to be excited <laughs> about it. Uh, Rosario Michelle Dawson Elder worked a day on it, apparently. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, hold on a second here. Um, by the way, uh, Rosario Dawson not on the poster. <laughs> right. Now, listen. I I don't mean to disparage Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has been famous a lot longer than Rosario Dawson has, and and Clerks, a movie that could easily be in the Criterion collection. Not saying anything negative about it, but. To say that the movie had uh, – to use a, a expression from our friend Adam Risky – to say that the Clerks 3 had a Rosario Dawson to spare and didn't and, and did need to put her on the poster is really Clerks 3 overrating itself because she needs to be front and center because she was one of the best things about Clerks 2 and needs to be –
0: Yeah, I just – I got the impression from the trailer that she's not going to be she's in it a whole not... lot. And yeah. maybe that was Kevin Smith saying, like, hey, that's probably misleading. You if we mis- oh
1: misleading, if we put all to put her on it.
0: the poster, to put her
1: all in it. Yeah, that's a fair s- point. You know,
0: I don't know. I, I, I'm
1: I just think you've got Rosario Dawson. You've got a poster. I mean, the yeah. two should. Uh, I mean, again, Thor, Love and Thunder. You had Tessa Thompson, I presume, on set for several days. Right. Just give her give her more to do, please. Don't sideline her in the last act. Oh, she hurt her tummy. <laughs> Put her in the movie, um, but yeah, no, it's it's clerks, but but again, like I remember thinking to myself when Clerks two came out, like that Clerks two, why would you do that? This is a disaster. This is such a mistake. And then you know, Donkey Show aside, I think that Clerks two, I, I Clerks two is one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. I, I I just I can't get around it. I try to get around it. I try to outthink it, but I'm like, no, I really like this movie. I really like, I like what it's about. And Clerks three is the same thing every 10, whatever years he gets and he goes, I'm going to write about where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah. And and this is where I'm at right now. And I'm going to bring it back to these characters. And if this is his like once upon a time in Hollywood, you know what I mean? Like if this is not, not that that movie is going to be Quentin's last, but if it was, I think we'd all be happy. Um, his kind of swan song, like this is the, this is the ultimate story of my career. This is what it all comes back to. Um, I think there's, a neatness to that, and, and neat in terms of elegance, not in terms of like neato. Um, <laughs> although it could be both. I think it's I neat.
0: Know. It could be neat. Yeah. So the clerks movies are his before series, is what you're saying. They are they're his. his they're his kissing they're his
1: booth. kissing booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I'll be there. Uh, you know, it's, I was there for Jane's
0: Bob <laughs> reboot. I mean, you know, I was that there one for I yoga. didn't see until Blu-ray.
1: I was there for Yoga Hosers. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? You know. Yeah, um, I
0: missed that one in theaters too.
1: Yeah. I don't know what else, what else I can say. I, you know, I liked, I liked the shots of, I liked the idea of doing, uh, in that, in that trailer of, I assume he's, he's got Affleck and he's got, uh, I saw Sarah Michelle Geller in there as well. Um, in roles that it looks like it's his auditions. Um, it looks like they've just got, you know, maybe one or two, there's probably a little montage of them auditioning at the playhouse or whatever. And that's, If you know the clerk's story, you hear all about the goddamn playhouse and how they held they held uh, auditions with young actors at the playhouse and all that. And I imagine that the inverse of, like, let's get the most famous people we can find and have them audition for the clerk's movie. Um, that's cute. That's neat.
0: And I know that Marilyn Gigliotti is in it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, L- why not? Lisa Spoonhour, I know, is deceased right so she won't be coming back
1: uh, i don't want to s- is she
0: i think she is which is she tragic but is
1: indeed oh my god that's awful yeah i did not know that
0: yeah I, oh
1: my goodness okay uh well,
0: 2017 she passed away
1: yeah yeah um but no i i, I mean bring them all back that's that's fine i, I again brian Haller got a paycheck met him at a con one once nice guy
0: I'm sure, yeah. Uh, He seems to be very appreciative of the celebrity that Kevin Smith has afforded him. Uh, Jeff Anderson, a little less so. (laughs) Notoriously difficult when it comes to negotiations, I believe.
1: (laughs) He seems like the Ed Norton of the guy. He was kind of holding
0: up Clerks 3 for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it was the... I don't know if it was the I don't want to do it or it was the you got to pay me more. I'm not sure what it
0: is. Did you ever see the movie that he made?
1: Uh, That one is... Now you know. No, oh, that's, oh, what, why did I, why was I thinking uh, the clown movie? Vulgar. Vulgar is Brian, Brian Johnson. Jo- that's right? Brian Johnson. Oh, Brian
0: Johnson, right?
1: Made that Brian and no, Holler and
0: never... stars in it, but. Uh...
1: Right, right, okay. Now I'm connecting all those dots. Uh, no, I've never seen it. It's generic, but it's fine. Generic? Yeah. Now you know, right? Okay. Now you know. Now you know, and now I know. Oh, Jeremy Sisto.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy
1: Sisto and Rashida Jones. It's okay. a star-studded cast. It's a star-studded Where's Joey King?
0: Not alive,
1: not alive yet. Two thousand
0: two, Joey. Not is she alive yet? I don't know. Yes, ninety
1: nine, Joey. I still have the I still have the Joey King tab open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's too busy making Zach Braff movies. Do you think they'll uh, don't think me started on Zach Braff? Leave. Leave Flo alone. (laughs) He did, right? They're split up now, aren't they? Oh, did they split up? Okay. I think she's uh, dating somebody else. I feel like she's dating Will Poulter, maybe? All right. The man who would be Pennywise?
1: The man who would be. Yeah, I was going to say. The man who would be Pennywise. All right. So are Kendrick and Hader still together?
0: Oh, I have no idea. I didn't know they ever were. Yeah. Didn't
1: we talk about this? Anna Kendrick is, uh, or no?
0: I talk about a lot of things.
1: Yeah, Bill Hader. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're still oh no they broke up
0: okay well there you go
1: it was the other day
0: oh Oh, june 29th (laughs) they were together
1: for nearly two years oh my god
0: uh what a shame but it means she's available she's out there
1: and this is good news for you and this is this is this is she needs to be her by now she knows what she needs and i hope she finds it
0: what if they were to add her to the cast of dune 2 dune 2 oh my god (laughs) Not sure who she would play. A sandworm.
1: Yeah, I was. I was going to say, who would she play? In... She I feel, plays. I feel all the major roles have been cast.
0: <laughs> so.
1: Is, all right. You're. I'm a bigger Dune fan than you are, right? Um, I like. I re, I liked that movie quite a bit. I think you were a little bit more mixed on it. Right? I
0: was, but then I rewatched it on 4K. Um huh? Yeah, it was one of my first and only 4Ks. Uh, cause that's kind of my rule. It's like, I don't upgrade discs I already have, but if something new comes out that we don't already own, like right. no time to die or last night in Soho or Dune, uh, then you just go right for the 4k. And I think 100%. I tweeted something to the effect of like, why wasn't this on my top 10 list? Cause it's pretty good pretty pretty freaking good
1: (laughs) movie's good yeah no that's that's a movie that i think i think just we just didn't i don't know why we didn't give it enough love but i'm really looking forward to the second one i'm really i really like the approach of of doing doing it in two halves that's one see this is where we have to i have to eat crow a little bit because when i bitch about like oh we're going to take one book and split it into three movies yeah in this in this case it's a good idea
0: well i think in part because it had been attempted before right and we saw that maybe the results were mixed. Like, oh, maybe Dune can't fit into one movie. You know, I really yeah. like the David Lynch Dune. Yeah, but it's wild. It's Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I Completely didn't understand good. it. Like, I read no. the book, and now I can follow it. But it did not make sense to me before I had read the book.
1: Rebecca Ferguson is back. Zendaya is back. Let's see. They added Walkin.
0: Yeah. Good casting. Austin Butler. Pew, oh wait is austin Emperor, butler right? Austin
1: butler is elvis
0: okay no i know and he's gonna Kim be elvis, yes but is he fade oh, yeah, yeah.
1: he's gonna be he's gonna be fade yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, good
0: casting leia sadu hello is <laughs>
1: no i'm sorry florence Pugh is the empress she's right? the empress yeah not the child like so empress not the child <laughs> who is who is leia sadu gonna be then? doesn't matter <laughs> that's true that's a good point speaking of no time of the day, it does not matter i want to know who what wild little child actor out there right now it's gonna
0: is going to be alicia witt
1: it's going to be it's going to be yes it's going to be the creepy little witch girl um folks out there who have maybe seen dune the 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 the, the uh villeneuve dune yeah. haven't read the book or watched the david lynch version there's a character coming up in this second one. My favorite character. She's your favorite. She's, preco- she's a precocious little witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which MDB, puts her right on my alley.
0: MDB says Leysidu is Lady Margot, and I don't remember who that is.
1: I don't remember who that is. I either. read the yeah, book like
0: the... a year ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's lots. Of, that one's that one's busy, man. That's a busy. That's a, yeah, speaking there's... of Game of Thrones. That's a busy, busy book.
0: I was proud of myself um, for being able to follow along.
1: I think I haven't. I mean, I haven't read that in several years. I keep meaning to go back to it um, because then I do the whole thing. It's like your X Files thing, where it's like, yeah. yeah I, but then I have to read Dune yeah. Messiah and God Emperor of Dune and no, Chapter don't. House Dune, and then I have to read all the Brian Anderson or Brian Anderson, Brian, uh, Brian, the Brian O'Halloran books, all the Br- <laughs> all the all the Dune books that Brian O'Halloran wrote with, with Joey King.
0: <laughs> those are my favorite Dune books. Cause it's all just like <laughs> Paul Atreides being like, I'm not even supposed to be here today.
1: You know, he did he got his guys hidden talent, you know, he took that clerk's money and he, you know, he'd he made something out of it. He leveraged it into a publishing deal. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, he, uh, there's, Children there's a whole, Dante. there's a, tra- <laughs> will we get zombie Aquaman? That's the question. Will they will they keep going? Cuz that's cuz what's his face comes back as a zombie in like the third dune book or the second dune book.
0: Really? Uh, yeah, um, Duncan Idaho. Um, no, I don't think we will cuz he's just adapting He's just adapting. Still, no, right? I understand. Yeah, I, well, don't
1: I, no, no, I don't mean in this book. I mean, oh, okay. Keep, will if, they, they go in forward this, in this movie if they keep going cuz they're doing a they're doing a Benny Jeserit Netflix series, right?
0: Stop with the series, the spin-off series.
1: Yeah, stop making things into TV shows, folks. We've talked about this already. And you didn't listen. You Keep doing it. Why, why <laughs> didn't you listen to us? To
0: I don't it know. A lot of people loved that Peacemaker show. I kind of had fun with it. I don't think I even finished it. Uh, I mean, I like John Cena, but. I mean, sure. I'm just sure. not everything needs uh, its own spin off series or four different spin off series or whatever, you know. But God, I sound grouchy these days, and I don't mean to.
1: And and again, we are trying not to be. We recognize that. Last, <laughs> I'm not trying hard enough. Last, last time we were we were grouchy, and I understand. But Dune the Sisterhood, it's called Dune the Sisterhood.
0: That's the show.
1: That's the show. Yes, and it is going to be, I guess, some kind of spinoff related to the Benny Gesserit, Um, who are basically witch nuns, right? With the force. Or the voice, I should say. The voice. Hmm. Pass me the water.
0: (laughs) Um, Today is uh, Paul Verhoeven's birthday. Yes, it is. Do you have a favorite and a least favorite Paul Verhoeven?
1: Uh, My favorite Paul Verhoeven film. Uh, Best or favorite? Um, Let's say favorite. Favorite? I got, yeah, this is one of those, like, do I, am I honest? Or am I... You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Starship Troopers. Okay. Yeah. Robocop I think is his best movie. Okay. Uh Starship Troopers might be my favorite.
0: Yeah. You're probably Robocop. I am Robocop, but Starship Troopers, totally acceptable answer, because he's got a couple that you could name and I would say, like, yeah, I get that. You could say Alt-timers, total recall and I would get it, you know.
1: I was gonna say all timers are probably Robocop, Total Recall starship troopers yeah. would you put would you personally put like a basic instinct up there
0: i wouldn't because i don't love it but i recognize its cultural significance you know what i bet
1: would make a good patrick and rob show
0: uh basic instinct
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say hollow man have we done a hollow man hmm.
0: no and that's probably my least favorite verhoeven
1: okay so all the more reason
0: Okay. I, I watched Hollow
1: Man a lot on whatever cable channel it was on when I was younger. Uh, what would have Hollow, Hollow Man have been on? Hmm. Hollow Man would not, been on, it would not have been on
0: uh, Comedy Central. No, it seems like an FX jam.
1: Maybe an FX or like uh, maybe it was HBO. There was a couple years there where we had HBO. So maybe it was an HBO.
0: Um,
1: did you ever get around to Benedetta?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. Rules. Yeah. Pretty good movie, right? I think it was on my top ten list last year. Bumping out, horny. bumping out Dune.
1: Mm, horny nuns.
0: But I'm Never way s- more likely to rewatch Dune than I am Benedetta. So it, you know, Benedetta, yeah. I, I really like it, but of course it's that end of year thing where you're like, I need to make a list. This was right. good.
1: This was good. This was good. That's again, that's 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 gonna be Kimmy for me this year. I guarantee right, you, right. and you can you can you can timestamp this. I guarantee you at the end of the year, Kimmy's gonna be my number ten because I'm gonna be like, I, this was good. And <laughs> I can't decide between these three other movies and that must mean that I don't like them as much as I liked Kimmy. So I'm going to put Kimmy on here. Yeah. I do that every year with a movie.
0: Oh, Um, there's again, like Erica and I have been doing that series and we haven't done it in so long because we need to rewatch like 20 movies from 2005 before we can do our next podcast. And that's a huge undertaking. I have too many episodes of the monsters to watch, (laughs) but, um, you know, once we get into like 2010, that's when I started like publishing a top 10 list on this right. movie and it's going to be fucking embarrassing because every year there's probably two or three that I'm like, really? Why did I put this on my list publicly? I do that
1: in February. <laughs> <laughs> like I stand, I stand by most of my choices. Like, uh, you know, but, uh, but I also like go back and look like, wait, was this on my list? And I go back and I look at my list. And I'm like, this was my list. Do you right. know off
0: the top of your head, like what's the worst movie you've ever put on a top ten list?
1: Uh, I'd have to go back and look up the okay. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's. I mean, probably one last year. I'll say <laughs> um, I would. I would say. I would say. Just thinking of last year, I believe I made. I put. Not to rub salt on it, but I, I think I put last night in Soho as like a number ten. Okay. And if I'm being honest, that would not have made my list.
0: Okay. But that's not a
1: that's not an unforgivable sin. I don't think that's not no. What I don't late. think so. What, oh my god! What would have? Awful.
0: What do you think should have taken its place?
1: I don't know. I'd have to look. I think maybe I think. Uh, what was the, no sudden move.
0: No sudden move. Yeah, the Soderberg one.
1: The Soderberg one. That was good. That was good. But I, but see again, it's that it's that thing in my heart where I go like, yeah, but like there were so many things about Last Night in Soho that are like movie mo- moments. Like that's a great movie moment. That's a great image. That's a great idea. And that that's what probably what put me over the edge with that one. Okay. Um, I still just I don't know why I gotta. I think I keep thinking about it and keep I keep talking about it because I'm trying to figure out what it is about that movie that just I don't connect with. I don't know what
0: it is. I. Don't think you're wrong, you know, like yeah, I, I, know. I,
1: yeah, I know there's a right answer. I'm just
0: right. Saying. And I definitely loved it, but I yeah. can absolutely see the disconnect.
1: You know what movie was great? I know we're talking about Beerhoven, but you know what was great in award season? And I think got like kind of ignored there because there's always a bunch of movies like that, right? We have this glut of releases around award season and then it's like, wow, this was great. This was great. And then it's July and I'm like, oh, that's right. That was a movie. Uh, Red Rocket yeah i liked liked a lot
0: of red rocket i think you might have liked it more than me
1: i liked it more than you do but uh, yeah that's fine
0: because that's okay um
1: last year was good right last year was a good
0: uh i mean i'm it's on your list red rocket yeah it's on Um, my list looking at your list right now i'm looking at it too my list is good i'm proud of this list i'm overall proud of this list it's a solid list
1: a solid list spencer would be 10 okay french dispatch would be higher interesting red rocket might be dune would be higher dune would 100% be higher i got insecure about putting dune so high last year really yeah because i wasn't i felt like i was one of the only ones who was like really stomping for it um everyone put it as high as you want last duel might might be Last duel. uh uh, (laughs) the worst person in the world is definitely number one but between pig and last duel that might i don't know that might switch last Duel was really good it is really good I got to rewatch the pizza. All right. Now we're just talking about my top 10. <laughs> list from Meister. If you're listening, if you're listening still to this, you get a no prize because <laughs> good Lord.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we should wrap it up.
1: I guess so. I
0: Is there anything else? Uh, we were just talking about, yeah. Verhoeven's, uh, Happy birthday, Verhoeven. Uh, Robocop is definitely not only one of my favorite Verhovens, but as the years go by, it's just one of my favorite movies, period. Like, I just think that movie is so insanely good and rewatchable.
1: Still one of my favorite all time movie watching moments was watching that (laughs) this movie fest with Erica, who had never seen it before. And
0: it was when the guy gets shot up by a 209 that she really was freaking out. Right.
1: Yeah, it, well, no, and then the, uh, the, 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 um, when what's the space gets hit by the car and it oh, explodes yeah, yeah, over yeah.
0: the windshield, it's yeah. like, <laughs> I've been debating showing it to Charlie, but it's so violent. It's
1: really, and you know what it is? It's violent in a way that a, a young person today is probably not used to. Like, and like, I, 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 you look at like something, you know, like a Thor or whatever, where everything now is very sanitized. Like there's not even a lot of blood in movies anymore. Yeah. You know, so, so that degree of gore, it might not even just be like when we were younger and it was like, oh, there's like some blood or there's some this, there's some violence or some that. And there's a degree to which like Robocop pushes it. Now, what a lot of what we're watching is, is there's just nothing in it. So that might really, I mean, not, not Charlie, cause he's your child and, <laughs> and you've exposed him to all kinds of things that, you know, are outside of the normal, uh, well, I'm sure what a lot of kids his age are watching, but, um, I was thinking about that a lot in terms of just showing, I mean, my guy's seven. And so I'm like, I, you know, he's, he's not ready for RoboCop yet, but I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to decide like when I start to pitch him over into, like we tried Jurassic Park and he wasn't really quite ready for that. But that was mostly because at the beginning of the movie, there's a helicopter and he was like, dad, when's the helicopter coming back? Like, I want to see that. <laughs> I was like, buddy, there's, there's going to be dinosaurs in a minute. He's like, yeah, but that, that helicopter was cool. Like when it's like, all right, keep watching. They're going to get back on the helicopter at the end. So he stuck with it for the helicopter, but he wasn't super into the dinosaurs. Yet, so
0: <laughs> he's ready to see Blue Thunder. He's ready, Ooh,
1: a little little shy interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie.
0: Not I a lot guess of good. Should... Not a lot of good helicopter movies.
1: No. All right, all right. Top five helicopter movies. That beats the shit out of Blue, me, man. Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on helicopter black hawk movies. down is that a helicopter that, i mean that that's one about a helicopter <laughs> crashing <laughs> uh rain wow, of fire number... all right so the number one movie on here is specter which has a helicopter crash in the beginning and then uh... fallout has a helicopter crash at the end apocalypse now i guess it's
0: got helicopters by the way the first movie is black hawk down
1: Blue Thunder is unequivocally a helicopter movie. It is about yeah. helicopters, yeah helicopter related paraphernalia yeah uh the, the flying the maintenance. remember the when he does the thing where he's hovering outside the building and they're like listening
0: sort
1: so, of. Like, there's a, it's, there's like a spy element to that movie that's a good movie um. Fifty Shades Darker is on this list I mean,
0: they do, probably ride in a helicopter Maybe they, they fuck in one? I don't do know they
1: fuck, Do they fuck the helicopter? Is this a titan situation?
0: All I know is that he has a Riddick poster and uh, He does have a Riddick I'm sorry, Chronicles of Riddick Chronicles of Riddick <laughs> Cause,
1: Right, because that would have been No, that would have been too early for a Riddick
0: when is, What year's is Riddick? Uh, It's a couple
1: years later, yeah Later, yeah, okay uh yeah no London has fallen is apparently a helicopter. Yeah, these movie. are movies with helicopters. These but are just movies not helicopter that movies. movies. All right, in the comments, if you can think of a movie that is explicitly about helicopters, not that it has a helicopter in it, but A helicopter movie Blue Thunder. I'm not coming Blue up with much else. That's, that's got to be it, right? Blue Thunder. Yeah, yeah, all the Jurassic Park and King Kong movies are on these lists. So yeah, they have just
0: helicopters, not helicopters the
1: same thing in them. That's not. That's not, all right. All
0: right. Anyway, I guess. So we'll what's, your, wrap
1: up. what's your favorite Paul Verhoeven helicopter film?
0: Yes. Good question. Uh, I got nothing. Is it
1: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? <laughs> it's got to be.
0: <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode. Songbirds and Snakes. It's songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> and people are going to be like, how the fuck are they talking about this years before it comes out? <laughs> and then they'll be so disappointed to discover we're talking about nothing. We're talking about Rob's top ten list. Go back and read it. I worked hard. <laughs> uh, thanks for talking about uh bullshit with me, Rob. Sure, I'll happy bullshit with you anytime, buddy. I appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next week. Swambirds and snakes.